0: Magoni's a goal scorer. What about Dante? Dante's his own breed. Give me two seconds, Eichel and Svech, this and I'll be coming at your neck. Man. Richard Zednik, laugh past the breadstick, Artemi will bury. Send him on his merry way, lest it's don't carry. What's sadder than KK's broken spleen? Leafs fan with hopes and dreams. Ring Moose is back for season three with hot takes like you wouldn't believe
1: i'll block shots i rescind that you've never blocked a shot for me
0: now let's turn it over to the host of the show his character's high but his skill level's low kid back checks like you don't even know championship flow jonathan quick is a schmo yeah
1: oh hello there Tis the season, last year was like treason, Stanley Cup, or like a COVID cup. The year of Cooper was more a big blooper, like Ferris Bueller and a brand new cruiser. Oh, tail, tail. Now my car is a star, moves like a sports car, he can sauce like a boss and crisscross like Art Ross. He's peanut butter smooth, like Quinn Hughes, and a work of art like that upstart Carter Hart. Mmm, that's good kokanee right there. So in comes Keith. will the boys be leaf? Can Jumbo Joe and Austin Smough avoid another repeat? It's time to start the show, so turn up the stereo. Put your feet up, relax, enjoy a Bud Light Jack. Well, well, well. Did you enjoy that uh, new theme song you just listened to? I should. Sure hope you did. took us a while. This is uh, the Rink Moose Hockey Podcast, our inaugural first episode of Season 3. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Nick Costew. Yeah! Along with Mr. Honey Brown himself, Kyle Nice. Kyle, how are you doing on this uh, opening night of, of, of Season 3 here on the Rink Moose Podcast?
0: Well... I was on such a high a couple hours yeah. ago, and now I'm kind of down in the dumps. We had a we had a big day. We did the whole song today. You guys just heard it, Labor of Love, as usual, another one of our productions. And then we watched this Canada-Russia game, which I've been waiting for for months. Like, I've been scouring TSN's World Junior uh, coverage. I've been going on every single, like, link I can click. And, uh, yeah, I, was just, I came away a little disappointed, obviously. We've got the Kirby Doc news, which we'll get into. Uh, we don't know the news. We just saw the injury. We don't know what's to come of it. But it's just uh, its a disappointing overall game. Like, I, uh, I have some notes written here, as I usually do. And I, I don't know if uh, I might have to change these notes, Nick. I might have to change these notes.
1: I, I don't think we've ever done an episode, like, live right after a, a game. This might be a first, because usually games go late, you know, they yeah. end at 10, 11, yeah, and you're not going to do a show. So this might be history here. Where no, we're at, exactly. We're, we're recording, like, you're getting our fresh thoughts right after this preseason game. Yeah. And I'll admit, yeah, disappointing. I mean, the, the day was on such a high, we postponed the show just to watch that, that game. We almost invited, you know, Richard and Dante, who were shout-out in our song. Yes, J- just for this game. Dante's his own breed. Of yeah, they did not come, and I'm kind of glad they didn't. Ooh, because then they would, you know, they would have blamed us and said, "What they, the hell, yeah. boys?" Yeah, they would have. And 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 so it's kind of a good thing they didn't show. It of course gives us something a little more to talk about, but at the same time, it almost makes me a little, it, it makes me a little less excited. You know, I wanted things to start on a little
0: more of a, you know, bombastic note. Yeah. And especially after what I saw yesterday from the United States versus Finland. You know, there was a lot of, like, high-octane electricity, we'll say. And there was such a lack of that today. Such a, yeah, just a lack of chemistry, whatever you want to... We'll get into it in a bit, but we didn't see that high-octane offense that I was expecting. There's some positives, though. Hey, Levi was great. Yeah, we'll get into them. Exactly. So, it, it was just... You know, it was a kind of deflating kind of night in, in a lot of ways, and you know, it's, it's December 23rd, and we've got only th- good things to look mm-hmm. forward to, but today's the World Junior Preview Show, yep. and we're going to get into pretty much all the teams, some a little bit more than others, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of everything today.
1: Yeah, um, for those of you, of course, new to the show, this is the Rink Moose Podcast. It's an episodic podcast where two good friends get together and discuss all things NHL and their implications in the fantasy hockey universe. Of course, there is no NHL yet to speak of. We've been kind of left in you know no man's land the past few months. We just got a schedule released today, but we're going to kind of put that off. As Kyle said, It's today's for the World Juniors. We try to do that annually, just have an episode solely towards the World Juniors. This year makes it easier because there's no hockey going on you know, with yeah. it. So, it just makes sense. So, we're going to be going through each of the pools, each of the major teams, strengths, weaknesses, key players, storylines, the whole shebang. This is your preview. After listening to this episode, you will be totally informed you can tell the whole family about the tournament. I promise you that. Yep, you'll be ready to place your
0: bets on wherever you can find, private, public, wherever you want. You'll be confident with your money. Yes, sir. Don't put it in Austria. Don't put it in Slovakia. And do not
1: bet on Canada going undefeated. Oh, (laughs) well. That's even if you can find a
0: bookie to make that bet for you. Let's revisit that topic because we're gonna have to really, we have to break that down. Yeah, we're gonna have to really break that down. So,
1: anyways, I mean, so you got your two divisions this year. You got Division A. You got Division B. Division A: Canada, Finland, Germany, (coughs) Slovakia. And uh, who's, who's, who's the fifth one I'm missing here? Uh, Switzerland? Is it Switzerland? Switzerland? Yep. yep. yep, And yep. then in Division B, you got uh, Sweden, the U.S., Russia, Austria, and uh, Czech. Czech Republic. Correct. So those are your five. Obviously, a little more lopsided this year than usual. Mm. You, you kind of got your group of death in Group B, and then you got the Canadian Division in Division A. Yeah. So, I mean, the layman out there would kind of look at the schedule and go, okay, well, Canada's going to walk all over their opponents, and then we'll see how Division B pans out, and, and that'll be that. So that, that at least seems to be what most of the prognosticators out there are saying is going to happen. Of course, things could be different. A lot of these players haven't played since March. You know, Junior League stopped uh, you know abruptly in March. Today was the first game a lot of these kids played. So very unexpected. I, I think it's going to be a little more unexpected than you think. You might see more upsets than you may expect. So without further ado, I mean, where, where did you want to head with this? Did you, did you want to just go, you know, division by division, uh, main team by main teams? How, how did you want to uh, break this down? I'd
0: like to start with the B pool. The B pool. The, the okay. USA pool. Cool. And one thing I want to quickly mention, the, I think one of the main reasons why the pools are so lopsided as you see them is that uh, USA had such a disappointing finish in the quarterfinals they were eliminated. So And that doesn't usually happen. A top, top team getting eliminated in the quarters. So that kind of skews things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the B pool is just a murderer's row of, of talent um, outside of Czech and Austria. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be lining up as the punching bags. And uh, what do you say we get those two teams out of the way early oh, on? Oh, the punching bags. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: hey, I'm, I won't all be honest. I, you're going to have to carry the load here because in my homework, I, I really only considered the, the five, the big five, so yeah. to speak. Sure. And so you're going to have to educate the listeners on what to expect from uh, teams Austria and Czech Republic.
0: Yeah. So I've got a couple notes here just on, uh, on Austria. We'll start. Um, players to watch and also storylines. Uh, we all know Marco Rossi, of we all know his story. Uh, OHL MVP, the like. Um, one guy, another another guy I want to highlight is a guy named Marco Casper. Okay. A 2004 born, 2022 draft eligible. Mm. Uh, Where's the cage and all that? You can You can pick him out from a mile away. He looks to be one of actually Austria's better players at mm. the age of 16. So another guy in that Shane Wright, Brad Lambert category, not quite their talent level, but in that class. Um, he looked really good. He was a standout when I watched him in the in the prelim game. Um, but let's be honest: uh, the one glimmer of hope on the team will be Marco Rossi. The storyline here is how far can one player take a team? Mm. That's it, it, it's it's it is what it is. Uh, Austria just got you know advanced to this level of World Junior. They were relegated the the previous year, and um, and it's just gonna it's gonna be the Marco Rossi show. Uh, he looked pretty noticeable in the pre-tournament game uh, work ethic strength and quickness all stood out like guys were just bouncing off off Rossi and and he was just able to dart in and out of in and out of plays that being said I mean like they didn't win the game and he didn't and it was against um, I believe who did they play uh, last night Swiss yeah. yes they played Swiss yeah but and and they lost the game I mean, one guy can only do so much, so it's going to be mostly about uh, what what this one guy can do, and and just kind of betting on this, you know, underdog team. Mm-hmm. They're they're a scrappy bunch. They're they're a team that you'd like to root for. Uh, good thing is they won't get relegated this year because uh, there's no relegation, which is great for them. Um, and yeah, they're just they're just a hungry, lovable team, but I don't think they're going to do too much this year. But uh, just keep an eye out for those two guys. Um, Rossi is worth worth the price of admission, worth the price of watching. And outside of that, nothing much going on. Yeah,
1: like I, 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 I'll tell you what. When I looked at the opening schedule, I, I tried
0: basically to this point
1: until January fifth, <laughs> I've picked one game a day I'm going to watch. So that can be a Canada game, or when Canada's not playing, it's going to be like some random one-off game. Yeah, and there are is there is one Austria game tucked away in there that I will get to watch, so I will report when I see him. Uh, I, I, I forget who it's against that particular game, but there is a game in there, so I will report because you know I'm a Rossi fan. Yeah, was a big advocate, wanted Buffalo to take him before they took uh, Quinner, um, and so I will be watching out for him, and that's basically the reason I'll be watching that game.
0: So, yeah, do you know who they're facing in that game?
1: It was. It's noticeable enough for me to tune in. I can remember that. I, it's either the Russia or the U.S. I'll pull up. The, I'll get back yeah. to you. Why don't you uh, brief the 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 listeners on Czech Republic in the yeah
0: meantime. quickly on Czech Republic again? Not one that everyone's going to be tuning in for, but a couple of players to watch. Uh, Jan Misak, mm. uh, picked by the Habs. Yeah, he's the captain this year. Uh, a do it all kind of player, uh, and then you got this guy named Stanislav Svajil who is the Extra Liga Rookie of the Year, 2021 draft eligible. Mm. Pretty, uh, pretty good defenseman. Um, you know what? Uh, really bland team when it comes to star power. Uh, they're going to be led by Jan Meshak, who's a do-it-all guy. Uh, he's not going to have too much help on his line, and the depth doesn't appear to be very sparkling either. Just two or three other drafted players. Um, that Svozil guy I was r- referencing – uh, he's draft eligible. He could be a standout, high talent level. Mm. Um, I, I just see, see this team in Austria being the, the punching bag for teams like USA. Like, yeah. The problem is guys like Caulfield and, Z- and Zagras are going to absolutely rack up points on these teams. Mm-hmm. Just blow the stat lines out of the water. Uh, and that's the team they are. They're a they're the, team to run and gun, get a ton of points, uh, junior-style hockey. I could see them just tearing these teams apart. But there's really not a lot to look at at these two teams. If you're a fan of either uh, Minnesota or Montreal, you might tune into a few games. But outside of those mm-hmm. top guys, you're not looking at too much. Yeah. Here. Well,
1: just looking at the schedule. So the, the one day
0: that stuck out to me, which is kind of the, the
1: least eventful, is the 28th of December. You have Austria versus Sweden, followed by Slovakia v Germany. Okay. So uh, those are the only two games. So I just I said okay, I'm gonna watch one game that day. Yeah. Austria Sweden. So that will be my one little game to see how he does. I know Sweden has a lot of defense. So we'll yeah. see how he see how he copes against a smothering defensive unit. So yeah. Um, and hey, you mentioned like one man unit. We'll mm-hmm. get into this shortly, but that also is the case with Germany, right? Where yeah, you know, you got you got Stutzel active, but you know the other guy was taken in the first round uh reichel he yeah. he's out so so he's really gonna he's only got Paterka, and that's about it that's so about we'll get it. in. we'll get into that yeah. roster shortly but yep. very much same storyline there so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see which of those two guys elevates above the other yeah because not a lot a very similar scenario not right. a lot of supporting cast who can put the team on their back agreed i'll, and I'll throw my hat into the ring of team uh stutzel sure so
0: we'll see sure now uh and like uh, Maybe when we get into Germany, we'll get into this, yeah. but Stutzel's nursing a, or coming off of an arm injury, I think right. a broken arm or something, so he's, he's among the rustier guys in the whole tournament, uh, one of the more high-octane skill guys, but he hasn't played at all. For sure. And he hasn't done any workouts or, well, lower body stuff, sure, but that's going to be a tough ask for a guy to carry a team mm-hmm. um, against, like, some powerhouse teams, so... That'll be something huge to watch. If he does anything half decent in this tournament, I'll be super impressed mm-hmm. for sure.
1: And and here's one last thing I'll mention before we move into the big boys. It is imperative for those big boy teams to beat up on these two teams because basically the way the tournament works is if you seed fourth in your respective division, you got to play the best team in the quarterfinal in the other division. Right. So they'll have to play Canada. So... You do not want yep. to be fourth in this division, yep. right? If you finish third, you'll, you can say you got a shot at moving on because you'll have to play either Finland or Germany or, or one of those other teams. So yeah. imperative that you beat these. If you, if you tie one of these two teams, it may cost you some good seeding. So, yeah. No, n- nevertheless, we'll move on to those teams. I think we'll start with uh, Team Sweden. Sure. Why not? Sure. Um, to me, I mean, I just see this team as built from the back end. Uh, that, that is simply it. I mean, you, you got you got your uh, uh, you, you got your LA Kings prospect. Um, what's his face? Bjornfoot. Bjornfoot. Yeah, I mean, he he's likely gonna play the whole season in LA this year with yeah. Dowdy arguably. So that is gonna he's gonna be a major minute logger for his guys um he'll be followed off by who's who's the Edmonton prospect Bol- Broberg, Broberg. Okay. he's more of a puck moving guy so less stay mm-hmm. at home so look for Broberg to play more of an offensive role uh look for uh Bjorn Futh to be more of a sit-back guy and then uh there's another uh Soderström. Soderström he's another major guy and who's who's he drafted by
0: I think it's Arizona. Yeah, right. I do. He, so
1: he's he's arguably the only marquee prospect Arizona has. That's <laughs> that's what I know. Um, <laughs> well, so, other than hate I uh, guess. Yeah. So you're led by those three guys, and then the one thing that stuck out to me was uh, a, a big uh, a big uh, um, favorite of Michael Robs in front of the show is is Hel- Helgi Grons. Mm. He was left off the roster curious yeah and he was supposed to be a first round guy i mm-hmm. think he he just went out of the first round and la drafted him yeah and that's why i wanted to see i wanted him to qualify so i could see him in bjorn right <clears throat> but uh but unfortunately he did not so just the fact he didn't make it makes me wonder man like the depth on this d must be so fucking good because yeah. that helgi Grans guy could arguably be a d on any other team so yeah. that's huge and then I think their other strength is goaltending, right? I mean, you'll, they're going to be led by Jesper Walstead. He's not their starter, but he mm-hmm. arguably has the most potential because a lot of guys are saying he might be a, fi- like a top-five pick in
0: right. this year's draft. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Young guy, right? I, I think they're going to lean He played on at now. the Holinka uh,
1: right. a few years okay. ago, and he was amazing at the Holinka. Right.
0: That's how I know him, and yeah. so I'm
1: just more excited to see him on a bigger sample size here.
0: His name rings a definite bell. I, I think those... From what I hear, they're going to lean on Alnefelt. Because he played last year. Yeah. But if he slips, it'll be this guy in first. Shorter leash, right? Yeah. Um,
1: Hugo Alnefeld.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, uh, yeah, you mentioned the blue line. And and curiously, I heard Scott Wheeler Mm -hmm. mention that Sweden might have the best blue line in Mm -hmm. the tournament. Yeah, very much. Personally, I disagree. Yeah. I think that's a load of uh, hogwash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hogwash. Yeah. Broberg is a fine skating defenseman, mm-hmm. uh, great offensive potential, but I don't trust him in his own end. Mm-hmm. Soderstrom, yes, he had a great year last year. He had six points in seven games, uh, high first rounder, no reason to, to dislike him. Bjorn has the, uh, you know, has all the, the experience you want. He played actually some NHL games, actually played most of the year in the AHL last year too. But, uh, I mean, come on. We'll, we'll, when we get into Canada's defense, it's just, to me, it's a no contest. I think Wheeler's one of those drinking the Kool-Aid, mm. you know. Um, but that's, that's where their strength is, yes. I see this team, Nick, mm-hmm. you may agree, as a, as a low-scoring mm-hmm. game team. Like one nothing, 2-1 kind of games. Every game, no matter who they're playing. But uh, when we look at the forward group, you have to point out the Terror Twins. If this team is to go anywhere, the terror twins Mm -hmm. of Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz will have the final say in what happens in this game because these guys have been together for every international tournament that they've ever been a part of, Mm -hmm. and they've always been on the same line and they've always hooked up. Mm -hmm. They've had great years so far, Lucas Raymond in particular, and Alex Holtz was was dubbed as the best goal scorer of 2020 uh, draft, that is. Um, and these guys, I, I could see them competing for, you know, tournament lead and, and scoring if, sure. if things go right for them. Now, that being said, the guy who is supposed to be their centerman, who was the centerman last year, he wasn't able to make the, the, the right. team this year yeah. because of COVID reasons. Uh, so they've got a guy named, where is he here? Theo um, Theo Niederbach who is just tearing up the the J20 circuit with 35 points in 19 games, Mm. but he's not a marquee guy. Mm. So you've got the Terror Twins centered by Niederbach, um, but then the story becomes a lack of depth at center. Yes. Because outside of those guys, what do you really know about the forward group here? Other than Noel Gundler, who's a great sniper, sure, but... There's not much going on at center.
1: I remember looking at the depth chart and just being like,
0: I didn't recognize a single name at center.
1: Yeah. Like I, I saw the D, I saw the wingers led by the, the two twins you just mentioned. And I and I looked at the centers at one to four and I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like who are these guys? Mm. And if I know one thing, being a person who, you know, uh an, an advocate of McGuire's, the old Maguire. It's that you need to win with depth down the middle mm. and they don't have it. And that's immediately why I wouldn't have them as one of my favorites. And that's why I, I, Wheeler, lots of other writers out there, they said, if Sweden's going to win, it's going to be based on having the best D in the tournament, a dangerous first power play unit, and a mm. hot goalie. That's it. Those are the yeah. three.
0: Yeah. Now, I it's funny. I didn't read that Wheeler article or mm-hmm. wherever you got that from, but I was just thinking in my head, If I'm putting the coach's hat on, my strategy for Sweden would be shut down everything you can at Mm 5-on-5, get a power play if you can through hard work, determination, and strike on the power play. Mm -hmm. That's your game plan. That's how you're going. And with that system, you have a chance of doing anything you want. Mm -hmm. If your power play is that good, if it's dialed in, if it's polished, and your defense is as good as fucking Wheeler says Mm -hmm. it is, and this fucking Aulnefeld guy mm. who no, I don't I don't know who I don't I don't trust this guy. Mm-hmm. But if everything is as they say, you can win tournaments, you can steal games with mm. that formula.
1: With that said, they are the one team that will not be with their regular head coach. Right, he had to go off because of COVID. Right, so now the team doctor has been promoted to to head coach.
0: It's <laughs> crazy. So, uh, oh my god, that'll be
1: interesting, right? You you just said yeah. you know score the power play goal, smother the team the rest of the mm-hmm. game. Well, we'll see if they could smother the team because they're not going to have their head coach. <clears throat>
0: yeah, and and so. you
1: know how much that means to me. So that made me that made me really you know think hard about that.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking at through their deficiencies. I think we can both agree they're going to need a very solid system to win this tournament. Mm-hmm. And without their coaching staff, it's, it becomes to fall apart. And, and most
1: importantly, it puts the Swedish streak of preliminary round victories in deep jeopardy. Deep jeopardy. Because you're not only <laughs> oh all, all those God. defects we just mentioned, but you're also in the group of death. What are so, we? At? How many years are we at? Fi- like 50? I think it was something like 50, yeah. <laughs> no, like 50
0: games, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 50 games. Yeah. Yeah, which sorry. is just
1: crazy. Yeah, um, no matter yeah. how you slice it. It's in them, jeopardy for sure.
0: Crazy. Um, oh, well, I guess X factor which they're going to need mm-hmm. is who steps up mm-hmm. depth forward wise. Yep, and who's the goalie?
1: Yeah. And how and and and, and do they deliver?
0: And it could happen, mm-hmm. right? It, anything could happen and and we could there could be a Swedish no-name forward who comes out of the third line and becomes a fucking uh, a monolith, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. who knows? Um, that being said, out of the three juggernauts of this mm-hmm. pool, Sweden is two or three tiers below the other two, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion.
1: I can't disagree. I cannot uh, disagree. Actually a notch below.
0: You know what? No. Yeah. Not Wh- two notches. A, a, notch, a below notch below Russia, but I don't see them competing mm-hmm. with the US. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Fair enough. So Just a g- notch. So which which
1: of those two jumbos you want to go to right now first? Let's do the Rooskies. Okay, so what I all I have on the Rooskies here that I that I wrote mm. down was from a player perspective, uh three guys, four guys I wanna point out. Obviously you have the top line of put Colson, the mm. big Vancouver prospect. Yeah. And Rodion Amarov, of course, very notorious on this show. Uh the the Toronto Maple Leafs first-round pick who went 15th overall this past draft. Um, So those two will be the top line. One will be rocking the C, the other the A. Those are the guys that will be leaning on production. Those are the guys that will be on the top PP. So Mm. look out for them. The other guy, their top defenseman, Muktamadoulin. This guy was drafted in the first round as well. I'm not sure who he went to, but I just remember on draft night, me saying the name Mukna Mokududulin and you being just shocked. Like, who I, is this guy? I think
0: New Jersey. Yeah, I'm I think not. he was. He, yeah. They
1: took him with one of those early 20-round picks that yeah. we, we thought they were going to take uh, the, the Quebec centerman, and they ended up taking Mukna uh, Mokududulin. Yeah, we <laughs> thought we were going to here. They went Mukna <laughs> Mokududulin. So, so silly. that was shocking. But look out for him he made that yeah, great we'll yeah. he made that great pass tonight all the way from his end you yeah. know found a guy going yep. clean cross the ice pass very nice and then the other guy I got to point out point out is uh Yegor Shinnikov sure we saw and him and this of course is the guy who was drafted first round by Columbus that and, one and this one was at. the shot this was the shocker I Yes. Mean, everyone got off guard this uh, like everyone was caught off guard um you know the gm of columbus said he was like ranked in their top 10 so like read into that however much you will but i'm just curious to see how this guy delivers i didn't even notice him tonight like he didn't really i wasn't to be honest i wasn't really paying attention to him like i wasn't Mm. looking out for that name sure but still a name to look out for because this guy literally went (laughs) in the top like 20 so yeah
0: yeah. So he's got some things to prove yeah. is what you're saying.
1: And then and then other than the players, obviously mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to uh, the professor himself. Um I'm losing Larry his name. An-off. Larry Igor Larianov. the professor. Um what what I really liked about him was just a lot of the features, you know, we've been reading and and watching uh seems to be modeling his team around the Russian 5 which for uh, non-hockey historians out there is basically the, the unit they uh, that was the Detroit Red Wings in like the late 90s, uh, early 2000s when Scotty Bowman was there. They had this line and then they called them the Russian Five because they literally would just, they would dominate the opposition. I mean, you'd go to hit one of these guys and, and they'd quickly evade your hit. They'd make a little two-foot pass to their mm. other buddy and he'd skate up the ice and then he'd make a little three-foot pass to his buddy. And it was literally like the most amazing chemistry you've ever seen on ice Mm. this Russian five group and it of course was was led by the young Igor Larionov so now he's a little older a little wiser and uh he's going to be looking to to lead this team I I just he kind of reminds me of Keith from a philosoph from a philosophical standpoint because he's very puck possession oriented Mm. you know if you have the puck at center ice don't just dump it in play it back set up stuff like that So he's going to be doing a lot of that with this team. Um, I like what a lot of the things he mentioned. Like he he says he's been taking inspiration from Scotty Bowman at the NHL, from guys like Greg Popovich in the NBA, from guys in the NFL, uh, or sorry, in in, in like Manchester United's like coach in in soccer. So this guy's a real, like he speaks my language. Like he's really Uh. into coaching, really into different coaching philosophies. I'm curious to see if this is all just talk. Or if this guy actually means business. And I'm leaning more in the direction of the latter.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, this guy's in way over his okay, head. Okay, good. <laughs> he's, I expected listen, that. He's a first-time coach, yes. He was part of the Russian Five who paved the way for Russians in hockey. But, I mean, hey, just because you were an, a, an amazing NHL hockey player and then he became a player agent doesn't mean you can coach. He, he was in an interview saying, oh yeah, we're gonna bring a little bit of that Russian five magic to the mm. team. Fucking uh, Wayne Gretzky coach and he was fucking terrible mm. at it. <laughs> they called him the great one. I don't care about your professor moniker. Uh, you know what? Like there's other coaches in this in this tournament who have had a long pedigree of coaching. This guy's a, a first timer. So yes, he'll have the respect of the Russian bench, but uh, does he have enough time? to implement whatever system he thinks is right for this team. Now, keep in mind, they just lost by a hair last year. Mm -hmm. And now they're bringing in a new coach. He was the assistant last year, for the record. He was the assistant. So he must have some sort of new idea, new philosophy. Mm -hmm. That's one thing to really look at is what they do differently this year. Yeah, Um, And they'll definitely have something to prove. Uh, We have to talk about uh, Yaro Askarov, who's got nothing but... uh, Absolutely shining pedigree, athleticism out the wazoo. Uh, last year he looked just brutal, just crazy, like nervous in, in every game. But uh, boy, does he have a 9.62 in the KHL this year. Point <laughs> 96 GAA somehow four and three. Somehow four and three. Now imagine being nearly call it 500 and yeah. having a 9.60. <laughs> that, is, that is. What what league are you I, playing uh, in yeah. again? Is this the Russian league? Yeah. Like, what is going on with that? Yeah. Um, but he can steal games. He can make a difference. Askarov has been... He was been sharp n- tonight. Yeah, he was sharp tonight. He looked good. He's been a noted international killer. this uh, That's the thing. We're going to get into top teams. There's a lot of storylines a- as an overarching theme to mm-hmm. this. But this goalie and this team has won a lot. This Russian team had won an international tournament, I think, back in, in October. In November. November. A men's tournament, yeah. And they dominated. Like, that's the thing about this team. They have a chemistry that other teams don't have. Like, they've been together a little while. They've, um, you know, they've, they've 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 developed together a little bit more. Um, but do they have the star power to match yeah. the other juggernauts? I don't think so. Uh, I look at a team like USA and Canada, and I see, wow, the top six mm-hmm. have some... Marquee blockbuster names. Mm-hmm. Russia doesn't have those names, but they certainly have the depth to compete with those countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Rodion Amirov and Vasily Podkolzin are not blowing me away on your top line. No. Um, but at the same time, if they have that chemistry and that hopefully Laryanov Russian magic, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to see Russia really separate themselves. Um, I don't know. If, like, th- I think it's going to take a lot for those dominoes to fall into place. Um, but it's an interesting team. I- it's a very polarizing roster because, again, you don't have that star power. But if it does click into place, you could see some real, real chemistry here. Uh, one more name to point out is Daniil Chaika, mm-hmm. draft eligible D-man. He's pretty much won every tournament he's been to. Uh, plays for the Guelph Storm of the OHL, um, and he's, he's coming up in 2021, and he's just a very solid kind of call it blue chipper from from the blue line, and he's going to be a top 15 this year. So they're going to need some help um, at the top of the score. I mean, we just saw them play. Uh, what did you think of what you saw? Yeah, today? like very offensively challenged.
1: That's just the. Yeah. the that's what I saw. And I'm not surprised. I, I did not see the, the Igor Larionov Russian 5 chemistry no, at work. No, no, there no. was no tic-tac-toe passes through the neutral zone slicing up the Canadian defense. There, there was none of that. Canada dominated every aspect of the game. So they're going to have a lot of work to do. I'm not writing them off. Like, <clears throat> you know, they're definitely a podium team for me. At the very least, they're a podium team um i'm just not sure uh you know after this small sample size you know what they're really gonna what they're really gonna do um so that that's about all i have
0: to say about russia now now the pundits many of the pundits will tell you that this team has a higher chance of being in the in the medal the gold Mm -hmm. medal game than the usa yeah where does that come from I, I, I don't well, see. Well, I, I think that's
1: the, the more the thing you mentioned, the intangibles, like the chemistry aspect. Yeah. Like, I think it's more that, like, five man unit, chemistry. The coach has been grooming them since, you know, months ago. They won that tournament. They got yeah. the goalie to back it up. That seems mm. to be. And I, yeah, I don't disagree with that mindset if, if you read into that. <clears throat> but I do agree with you, where, like, from a personnel standpoint, I think I'd rather have the U.S. team, which we'll get into here. But but that that that's how i'd see it. I I just don't like certain takes like Craig Budden saying this is an underrated russian defense. Underrated. Yeah. I'm like we only know like two of these guys. <laughs> like Medulin and yeah. Shaika. Like yeah. how is this on par with like what we just mentioned with Sweden and Canada? You yeah. know?
0: You know what i will say is the KHL in Russia is so sheltered from us here. Like there always seems to be names that we don't know that always pop up in this tournament. Yeah. I noticed that with Russia and I noticed that a lot with Finland as well. Like you'll always be kind of underwhelmed the roster but then they'll just kind of blow you away with how good they seem to be. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that this year. I mean it could happen it could not. It could be what we think and say, "Oh, this roster doesn't blow me away. I don't see anything coming of this." But those pundits seem to think there's a lot to see here and you know what? To be fair, like Canada didn't have a lot of offensive punch today, and maybe that was a, a factor of the Russian defense. I don't know, but we're gonna find out who this Russian team really is when they face and, off. And they did like,
1: have some chances. I mean, they had a sure. post. You know, they had a couple break like a breakaway or two. So. Uh,
0: but Nick, did your heart really ever? No, start racing? no, no, never. No, it no. didn't.
1: And they didn't really have a power play the where power they showed play off. The was yeah.
0: anemic at best. Yeah. It was just yeah. There's not. That's the thing. Sweden has a power play that mm. could be deadly. Mm. Every other top team has a power play that has weapons. This team doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, your best player, Vasily Podkolzin, is known for his hard work and his two-way game. He's not going to score goals in the power play. Like, it's. It, I don't know what to say about yeah. this team. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in it.
1: Yes, sir. I don't disagree. Um, speaking of good power plays, though, moving on to ah. the United States.
0: No. I can't.
1: You can't? You just can't talk about this team? What do you No. Anyways. I, I, okay. I, I, I got I got notes. I don't want to get into it. So, um it hurts. Very deep forwards. Uh the list goes on. I mean, uh re- returnees. Nope. Trevor Zegras, nope. Anaheim draft pick. Alex Turcott, LA draft pick. Arthur of LA draft pick. Sam Colangelo, Well, he's not a returnee, but he's a highly touted Anaheim pick. Cole Caulfield, returnee. (laughs) Why the fuck would
0: you mention Sam Colangelo? He's great.
1: I love Sam Ah, Colangelo. Uh, Matthew Boldy, Minnesota Wild prospect. Those are all the returnees with the exception of Colangelo. Spencer Knight. And then some, uh, oh yeah, of course, Spencer Knight in goal. And and then some fresh faces like uh, Matthew Berniers. Mm. Uh, This guy's supposed to go arguably top five in this coming draft. 2021 uh i didn't know much about him until last night i watched an interview seemed like a very mature kid he looked like the captain like he looked like a captain of a team yeah like just hearing him talk kind of reminded me of like a colin white um and and then watching him play he really impressed me as well very very agile skater good centerman so i you know promises a two-way game so i look forward to seeing more of him uh the goalies like you mentioned i mean you got you got um you know Spencer Knight leading the way. Dustin Wolf is his backup. So, Spencer Knight, he's obviously no newcomer to this <coughs> tournament. I think this is his third time through, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Not sure. I think it's his be. third.
1: We've been mentioning yeah. his name for a while. Um, and then from everything I've heard from pundits, an underrated D. Um, you know guys like Tyler Clevin, who was drafted by Ottawa. He's a huge McGuire monster. Uh, right. Jake Sanderson, his roommate at the oh. University of North Dakota, Great. he will be slotted in there. He was uh, Ottawa's uh, one of their first round picks, fifth overall.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Cam York, returnee. Sorry, I didn't mention him. He's an Anaheim uh, draft pick oh, from the University of Michigan. Um, and then of course some other guys who are you know they're saying are pretty good like a Ryan Johnson or a uh, Brock Faber LA ah. Kings prospect. So those are kind of the more underrated guys, but <clears> there's name there's name brand talent here. Uh arguably arguably as much as Sweden. So um yeah, that that's what they look like on paper. Uh just
0: looking at the on paper guys here, w- w- what do
1: you make of this?
0: Well, what don't oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know where to even start. Where do you here? start with this team? Um You know what, I'll tell you this. On paper, you know what I think might... And now I'm just simply comparing to the other top team, the other best team, Canada. Compared to Canada, you might say they have a little bit of a forward depth comparison issue. Like the third and fourth line don't stack up. Now the top six, however... You know what? After what I saw last night, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any beating it. How I'll describe it is this. Now, you got your Caulfields, your Zgrass, Turgot, whatever. All those guys. Kaliev, all these guys. They have Mm. a very junior-focused game. Mm. They can dominate games at the junior level. Skill level off the charts. Dipsy doodles. Off the wazoo. Off the (laughs) wazoo. Dipsy doodles spinorama plays behind the back all this fucking nonsense at this level they can do absolute magic things i think pure skill level the top six can't be matched that being said from those guys we just mentioned there's a lot of perimeter stuff there's a lot of soft on the board stuff there's a lot of i saw a little bit of going down a little bit easy um so that has to be considered. I mean, if you look at Canada's top six, not only are they skilled, but they're skilled at a, at a pro kind of level. Cousins, Doc, um, McMichael, these guys can all battle. Byfield's six foot four. Mm-hmm. We love Byfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, And you know what it, this is, the storyline here is this NTDP, 2001 group, the best group, the best class they've ever had they've ever produced take away jack hughes and this group is is complete it's a whole they've been together every tournament they've played full seasons together every game mm-hmm. they know each other better than the russians they know each other better than the swedes mm-hmm. uh, they know each other better than the terror twins technically these guys have grown up together like there's no better chemistry and you saw it last night like when we watched Canada, there was a lot of skill, but it was erratic. It was all over the place. The the USA I, I described as organized chaos because they seemed to know where each other would be. Like It was very interesting to watch, and you have to think there's a lot of motivation as this being the last kick at the can for this great group that they've put together in the 2001 age, age group. So um, it's just... I have a lot of fear with this team at the high end talent on the offensive group is just I don't know if it can be matched. and then you have Spencer Knight who looked shaky last night, but he's been known to steal games mm-hmm. um who who is back there and, and Jake Sanderson was fucking living up to the to the hype like I had never seen him play before, but this guy is everything he's touted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and as was every other top American player so uh, they're good. they're, they're like what, do you, what uh, I don't know what else to say they're they're very good. I, I don't know how they got so shit on last year uh, and, and that being said, it was just a pre-tournament game. We'll see what they do against the Swedes against the Russians but they're good. Now let's see if that junior type of good translates to winning games in this level.
1: Yeah and don't forget. They've arguably been the most affected as far as like COVID and, and injuries. I mean, they they lost uh, John Beecher. He was supposed to be one of their like top centers, if I'm not Schme- mistaken. Thomas Bordalo, San Jose draft pick, early second round, he was supposed to be there. Alex Vlasic, a big six foot six defenseman, he was going to be a shutdown guy on their staff. So those are three big departures there. And then, of course, Nick Robertson, arguably their most skilled forward, yeah. Um, yeah, and and he's not there because the Kyle Dubas decided he wants him on, on sure. a leash in Toronto. Sure. So, I mean, that that's all you got there. So those big departures, that's going to hurt him, but it shows the depth that there's. St- we're still talking about them here as a podium team potentially, <clears throat> despite these uh, these omissions. Yeah. So those are big. Uh, only other things I'll mention, uh, you know. Big guy I'll be watching for, Alex Turcotte, obviously. I like the direction the Kings are going with their prospects, but this guy still has me shaking my head. I have character issues about him. You know, Mm -hmm. apparently the Kings sent a lot of their guys to play in Germany this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those guys being um, the guy who scored the game winner for Canada last year. Uh, Thomas.
0: Akil Thomas.
1: Akil Thomas was sent to Germany. Mm -hmm. One of their goalies was sent to Germany. Kaliev was sent to Germany Turcotte was sent to Germany and apparently Kaliev and Turcotte had to leave because Kaliev got injured Mm -hmm. so he had to come back to rehab and it said the reason Turcotte left because he didn't want to be there anymore you're shitting. Yeah, like me. he wanted. He preferred to train in L.A. Back in L.A.
0: No yeah. way. So Callie, I've
1: actually left for a reason. Apparently, Turcotte just left because he didn't want to be there. Oh yeah. boy. So when I read that, I was like, okay. That made is. me raise serious eyebrows. I then mention the fact he left school early. That happened last yep, year, right? Yep, to yep. play in the AHL or, or just to, to not... I sure. forget where he played, but yeah, yeah. But he left school early. So it's the character things that come up. So he is he is like arguably the whole tournament the guy I'm watching for the most because I kind of know what Byfield is. I kind of know what Kaliev is. I kind of know what a... Uh, you know, what a... Um, you know what all those other guys I mean bjorn foot and 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 the other pro the other forward prospects they have who, who are out of my mind right now but the fact is this 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 Turcot guy I still don't know what he is and this is the guy who went right after Bowen Byram right so yeah it's it, it's a huge question mark so that's all I got he was really impressed with me last night I thought he had a big lot of jump. And and that's all I got. Him, Caulfield, and Bernier really impressed me last night. That's that was who all mm. I had there, um, and yeah, that that's about it.
0: Yeah, I mean he he looked really good last night. Uh, Bernier's looks like a, a bona fide top five mm. in the twenty twenty one. You you mentioned the leadership. Um, yeah, the, I mean the one thing I'll say on an, on an off ice perspective. Last year, I forget if I mentioned it on the show. Well, you
1: said you were going to tell me today about some TikTok drama, so yeah. why don't you let me know into this?
0: Okay, so here here last year here's what happened. They're they're in the hotel and you know hockey is a certain way, right? Where you don't want to show too much personality, mm-hmm. you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. But last year the USA team made a bunch of stupid ass TikToks or them doing dumb ass shit like nothing bad just like kind of goofy and 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 ridiculous Mm -hmm. i'll say that and then they had a terrible tournament they had just the worst most brutal tournament cole caulfield was super disappointing all these guys and they were all like in the videos Mm -hmm. zegris was great doesn't matter (laughs) now now this year they make something similar some video of veneers interviewing guys Um, maybe you've seen it i haven't seen this and it's just, like, it's such a stark contrast to the Canada kids where it's all, like, business, John Tavares. Yeah, and yeah. then you got these USA guys just, like, basically horsing around. Yeah. Like, just dicking around, being just kind of kids, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, showing it yeah. on, in, in the media. And it had me thinking, like, why do you want to draw this attention to yourself? Like, why do you want to come off as cocky? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to come off like this? Um, maybe that's me thinking like a, like a dinosaur, like a, like a typical hockey you know PR guy. But it just seemed like man, these guys are up to their old tricks again. They're here to have fun in their hotel and they're not here to play. Mm-hmm. So that had me thinking same old shit from last year. and, and they've got a lot of Jonathan Drrands on the team. That's what I'll say. Like, interesting. Like Trevor egress, Alex Turcott, they, they strike me as really great junior hockey mm-hmm. players who have a ton of flashy skill. Mm. But like that spinorama pass gorgeous from Zegras mm. the other day. Good luck doing that at the next level. Mm. A- and good luck doing that in the gold medal game. Mm. Like it, it I'll tell you what the stark contrast is this. Dylan Cousins doesn't have a ton of skill. Mm. But he'll he'll grind in the corners, he'll win battles and he'll get he'll put the puck in the net w- whichever way you mm. want. These USA guys want to do it the pretty way. Mm. That's what we're gonna see as the final battle in this mm. junior tournament, and uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to is those battling conflicting storylines, um, because I'll be honest, the USA's top guys, pure skill-wise, I think they have the upper hand, mm. which mm. means mm. something, and it and it really does, and we'll see what happens.
1: Right. So in like a three-on-three three or an overtime to- or a shootout, yeah, they might get the better hand. Yeah. But in 20 minutes of or 60 minutes of 5 on 5, yeah. I'd like to think the character of Canada would right. would persevere. Right. In the experience, right? This this yeah. this class, this 2001 class you keep talking about. The best one they've ever produced. They haven't Yeah, but they, it's the best they produced, but they haven't had shown shit at all in the World Juniors, right? Not in like the not, World not Juniors. Not not last year and even the Jack Hughes year they didn't do great if I'm not mistaken. Nope. nope. So there you go. No
0: exactly. So but the when they were younger, they did. They had a lot of success. Yeah, but not at this stage. As Bob not McKenzie the, said, exactly. this is the
1: highest stage of international hockey. Yes. So I don't care what you did against Team Blank in the USNDP, you know? Like, mm. show me what you can do at the World Juniors, and they haven't shown it yet. So I yes. can't put much confidence in them.
0: And, and from, a, from a dressing room bulletin board, yeah. board standpoint, uh, that's the message, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, you are... The guys who have been together for X number of years, last kick at the can, Mm -hmm. what do you got? Mm -hmm. You know, Canada's the big favorite. You're the underdog. Hey, even better. What do you got? You know, it's such an easy motivational uh, pathway, but let's see what they do with it kind of thing. And I'll tell you, the other night, they scared the hell out of me. Okay. Big time. Okay. Yeah.
1: You have my attention. I only
0: watched the third period of that game, but oh. I will be
1: watching that Christmas Day game intently.
0: Nick, I, I don't know if Finland was asleep at the wheel, but that first and mm-hmm. second period was like, wow. This is <laughs> fucking... Like, this is what I thought I'd see tonight, but right. I didn't, so Okay, it was scary.
1: Well, we'll see. I, like I said, I think that first game is going to be a big statement game. Christmas yeah. night, 9.30, Russia, U.S. Oh, oh my God. Can't wait. I'm yeah. just going
0: to grab a quick beer.
1: Yes, uh we'll introduce the new uh the division for that matter, the the Canadian division. Uh of course, this will be headlined by the defending champions, Team Canada, along with Team Finland, Team Germany, Team Slovak, and Team Switzerland. Switzerland. So, Eh, as you'd expect, like we said from the hop, not the mo, not the not the murderous row you'd expect, but you know, still something to talk about. So, where do you want to go with this first? Let Let's go bottom to top. So yeah, of those bottom feeders, who do you want to go with? I assume you'll be going with uh,
0: Slovaks or. Yeah, let, let's <laughs> let's do two and one. I guess Slovak. Uh, you're gonna be watching Martin Kromiak. Kromiak, part of, part of the Kingstone France. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. friend of Shane Wright's. Sh- friend, of, friend of Wright. Um, that's great. He's gonna be a a, a fine player. I hope so. <laughs> He's an L.A. <laughs> Kings prospect. <laughs> you know what I have as as the Slovakian storyline? None. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going on here, Nick. Like honest to god, at least Austria's got like oh, you've got Rossi, you know, cool. And this young guy Casper, you know, Marco Casper. These guys have nothing going on. Don't watch any of the games unless it's your favorite team playing them. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm
1: looking at their roster and I uh
0: there's nothing going on. I'm trying
1: to I'm trying to dissect this and uh I'm struggling here. Whoever just,
0: says there's players to watch, they're they're picking at, they're grasping at straws.
1: It's, they have five goaltenders, which is really funny. That's, uh, that's the only that's thing I noticed there. But yeah, Martin Chromiak's the only big guy. Hard to think, yeah, how this team is even there. I guess they just qualified by default <clears throat> with yep. their team last year, having yep, been there. Yep. So
0: they could be the worst team here.
1: Yeah, I'll be looking out for Chromiak. Uh I think he went in the 4th round to the Kings. Uh, obviously, he's been a top line guy in the OHL alongside uh Shane Wright, but that's all I can mention here. Uh this will argue yeah, this could very well be the worst team in the whole group.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Not I don't want I don't want to talk about them anymore. Another punching bag. Yep, right? For yep. I mean, this is going to be where Canada racks up points. And yes. then you look at Switzerland. Switzerland. Now often uh, some years they, Switzerland yeah, they're a challenge. Can be a, a big challenge. For sure. I mean, they've got that kind of character where they pose more of a threat than mm. what you'd think. And I, and I think that'll be the case this year. It's Canada's not going to blow them out 10 nothing mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but is there any big names this year? Is there a a, a Nico Heischer? Is yeah. there a Nino Nieder? No, I, I'm reading not. and I'm struggling here. There, <laughs> There's, there's none of those guys. It's going to be a by committee year, mm-hmm. and it's going to be just a kind of hold on for dear life. Play defense. You better hope they're playing a lot of zone, mm-hmm. like good zone defense. And then who's their goalie? Um, whoever turns out to be the starter, let's hope he's got a couple of yeah. rabbits in his backpack. A-
1: anytime your most popular figure on your team is your coach, that's not a good thing. No. I'm no. not sure if they brought back that coach, the goofy guy. You better hold. So. I think he was gone last year. I he might be gone again this year. I, I just don't remember us talking about him last year. Right. He had a good run and then I, I kind of forgot about him. <clears throat> so I don't know if he's back, but that's been kind of the theme with that team, right? Ever since he sure mm-hmm. left. Yeah. He's been the only reason to tune in to see how the coach reacts. So yeah. That's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and we'll see how this team does. But yeah, it's gonna be a, one of those games where when Switzerland plays faces Slovakia, that's gonna be a huge game. Because, you know, they'll they'll be fighting. They'll be, you know, they'll be playing for pride.
0: But I don't think they're going to be expected to compete against a Finland or a Canada. No, exactly. And then, you know what, though? I'll tell you this. Switzerland versus Germany. Like, Germany will have the upper hand, obviously, because of the star power. But that's where Switzerland wants to play that trap game and that that solid defensive shutdown game. And maybe they, they eke out a win there that they're not expected to do. Um, that'll be the only thing to watch that might be a cool rivalry type game right sure uh, and then moving on to Germany if you want to jump in on there yeah I mean
1: uh, we talked about it from the hop uh, they'll be very similar to Austria headlined by a star in the making and Tim <laughs> Uh arguably the most exciting player in the entire tournament sure is on Ger- like that that's bold. Sure. Arguably like if you're going in and you want to see the most exciting player in the whole tournament, you might have to watch a Germany game just to see him. Yeah. And and that's why I'll be tuning in to an extent. Uh he is a game breaker. He can take you off your seats. He did that for me last year, and he was an underager last year. So he'll actually be older, more experienced, and we'll see what he can do. Of course, the things going against him and his team is they of course had the most guys test positive for COVID. They've been in quarantine until today. Tomorrow they'll finally be released. And then they gotta start off on Christmas Day, the twenty-fifth, uh, playing Finland. Oh. And then on the twenty-sixth, they gotta play Canada. So it's the worst schedule of yeah, any team. Fucked. Uh I'd That's be sh- I'd be shocked if they win any of those two games. But Tim Stutzel will be worth the price of admission nonetheless. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing him in V, v- byfield. To see who who did the Kings make the right call, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 will he be able to single-handedly lead his team? Will he be able to score, despite only having you know John Paterka by his side? I'd be a, if I were a betting man, I say he will still you know produce to an extent. Right. Um, but from a team perspective, don't go looking for much uh, here.
0: Another one of those. Uh storylines where you got the star how far can he lead his team right Uh, in this case he can create a dynamic duo with Paterka but it's a shame that they didn't have that dynamic top line of with Lucas Reichel because there was some big names in the media perspective saying a line of Stutzel Reichel and Paterka could have competed with any top line in this tournament which would have been a it's a great way to make Germany competitive it's it's sad but uh, Reichel got kicked out by the COVID mm-hmm. um, now this team is another one of those plucky underdog teams who you're going to just want to really root for um, and and it, I think it's going to be enough for them to beat on the weaker teams in this pool but uh, other than those big names like again there's not a lot going on and Stutzel again is is r- shaking off a lot of rust from that arm injury So we'll have to see how he performs. But he's got a lot of attention on him. He's got a lot of pressure. And I think he's going to rise to the occasion. Because he showed well last year on his own. He showed really, really well on his own. So really uh, a team I'm going to want to watch at least two games for. Sure.
1: Um, All right. And then moving on to probably what we would call the number one contender (coughs) in this division, Mm. uh, Team Finland, who you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, the only real notes I have here to look out for is a, uh, lots of Toronto Maple Leaf prospects for those people like Joe Camilleri, who will be watching intently. I'm sure he'll be watching all the Finland games (laughs) for this very reason, uh, led by guys like Ronnie Hirvonen and, uh, Nico So those are two uh, Big Leaf prospects. I'm pretty sure there might be an, uh, one more tucked away in there. Um, and then, of course, we get to see the 16-year-old Brad Lambert. Mm. That's probably my selfish, you know, most anticipated reason. to tune in here. Same you know, year. for the longest time, I've been hearing this is one of the guys who will be competing with, uh, with my boy Shane Wright for the top uh, pick in 2022. 20, uh, so seeing him... You know, actually play a game now instead of just Instagram videos of him like dangling through, you on know, the on the pond. Like I, <laughs> I need I need to see him actually do something. Yes, yes. Um, him so, looking
0: like Richard on the pond. Exactly.
1: I need more. <laughs> I need more than this. So uh so so that'll be my reason to tune in. And apparently you said he's in a top six role, so you can oh. get it, you can get into that shortly. And then the only other thing I'd say is uh <clears throat> No Aturati to speak of. Uh, the a uh, guy who, you know, eight six months ago, Corey Prawnman <laughs> uh, said was gonna go number one overall.. Oh, so so this guy's not even in the tournament. He's not even in the dance. Corey. So very uh, tisk tisk for uh, young prawnman there. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, no, uh, I, I'm a little I, I won't dis- I won't lie. I'm kind of disappointed. I won't get to see him, but maybe this punches him out of the top 10 in that draft. So this 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 has got to hurt his stock. Um, mm. And then other than that, I mean, not much to speak of other than, you know, Anton Lundell had a very mixed game last night. I know he took some bad penalties in that first period. But then in the third, from what I watched, he was really impressive. So very mixed. Um, and then really not much else. I mean, Vili Hinola, I think he's a Winnipeg defenseman, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. And, and that that's about all I got here.
0: Well, a couple things to get into there. The Aturati deal, that came as a shock to everybody because he was at almost everyone's top of the list, right? And uh, this most certainly kicks him out of the top 10. Like, you have to wonder, why did he not even get even close to a sniff at this team? There's got to be some off-the-ice things that uh, that we don't know about. Yeah, him and the coach, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, there's got to be something going on there. Um, Brad Lambert, I, got a, I got a touch on this guy, man. Like when I watched this USA Finland game, Nick, I'm not even pulling your leg here. This guy behind maybe Lindell was the second or third best finished player that I saw. And he was on the top power play. Wow. And he was on the top line. Now (laughs) I haven't seen Shane Wright play enough, but right. This guy's, like, right tied with me. He's going to give history. him a run for his money, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Like, if, if this is what he is, mm-hmm. he he had um, among the highest skill levels I saw on the finish team. It, it was okay. insane to watch. Like he, And not only that, but did he fit right in? Yes. Body-wise, he fit right in. Speed-wise, he fit right in. Watch out for this kid. Like, Shane Wright does not have this lockdown. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought 100% he did. Uh, that was awesome to watch. Uh, Lindell was disappointing, again, like you said, for the first two periods, and then he he found a gear, right? (laughs) He did. This is a guy who everyone said, oh, he's a two-way guy, more of a defensive guy, Mm third-line center, all over him. But he's played really, really well in the Liga this year offensively. He's got a ton of goals, over a point per game. This guy's got a bit of jam that no Mm -hmm. one is kind of talking about, and he could be... I mean, look for him to be a top scorer.
1: He looked like he had more acceleration yeah. than like what I remember seeing in tape yeah. heading into the draft.
0: Exactly. Th- this guy, Like, look for him to be a leader on the team, obviously, but maybe a leader in this whole pool. Yeah, um, for sure. You mentioned that Heinola guy. Mm-hmm. I dug into him a little bit. He's a real blue-chip guy in, in every sense of the word. He's got numbers to prove it. He had some Winnipeg experience. Um, he has experience in the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Plays in all situations, and he's going to be easily the top defender on their team. Like he's going to be the Bowen Byram of Finland. Cool, um, for sure. Um, the big question is who can emerge from the depth um, after Lindell and company. Uh, f- otherwise, like there's not a whole lot of depth scoring. Like you, you, you run down the list, and yes, they have guys like Aku. Ratti, mm-hmm. who is a fifth. No f- relation? No, they're brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're brothers. What a slap brother. in the face <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> the shittier brother made it. Fourth or fifth rounder of 2020. Wow. And, uh, and they're going to need help, man. Like, I'm telling you. Their defense was kind of spotty last night. Uh-huh. I wasn't super impressed. Um and then they're gonna need some scoring outside of Lindell and maybe Lambert, but their power play clicked on almost every chance. So Lambert was on the first power play. He got That's two, points, awesome, man. two points on that power play. And yeah, so let's see what happens there. Finland on paper maybe is weaker than a typical year for mm-hmm. them. So we'll see. I
1: think they are. I when I was looking at their roster. Yeah. Personally, I I like I usually like to put the big five as a as a big five collective, mm. but this was one of the years where I, I really put Finland out of there. Mm. I, I don't think it's a five headed monster. I think I think it's there's four teams that could foreseeably win this tournament, <coughs> and one of them's not Finland. Right. That's what I told myself.
0: No, I agree. And and on paper that would that just would not check their out. year. Yeah, but then again, they always seem to have that surprise factor.
1: Yeah, and they're going to place well. They're going to place second by default, They will probably second. Yes. And that'll earn them the third-seeded team in the other one, which is going to be a good team, but yeah. a, that's a winnable game. Like, they could
0: foreseeably
1: be in the semifinal.
0: Yeah, like if you see, like, a Finland place against a Russia. in yeah, the or, or, in, or in the Sweden, s- yeah. Sure, I don't know how that would go.
1: Yeah, exactly. I really don't.
0: Yeah, so... Again, we we can't count them out for any sort of medal.
1: Yeah, uh, not not medal, but not, think, gold. Not, not gold. They're not in my gold. I like yeah. in like when I lean back. Like we'll get into this mm-hmm. the predictions, but I don't. I just don't have them in that in that four four group tier.
0: Yep, agreed. I see it. I see. I agree. And we'll move on.
1: Yes, uh, the final team, most important team, defending champions, of course. LaFrenier less this time. Much to our dismay, Uh, Team Canada, led by uh, the young Kirby Doc, Chicago prospect. I mean, what a a year it's been for him, playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, making an impact in the regular season, then the playoffs, now captaining the world junior team. I mean, what a year. Um, Really, really unbelievable. He was great in camp, earned the C, of course got injured tonight so I mean that that, I guess that's great why we're recording this now because now we can at least consider that that he may not be the number one center on Saturday when they open up against Germany or the number one winger so that'll be something to look up for of course he'll be with the workhorse from Whitehorse um young Dylan Cousins oh god um they'll be playing alongside your boy Jackie Quinn Jacker uh there'll be another line that has McMichael, Perfetti, and Krebs. Peyton Krebs, the, the Vegas line. Golden Knights line. Who, yes, you've coined the brain line. brain line. Then we probably have the most underrated line, Alex Aww. Newhook, Dylan Holloway, and my boy, Pelletier. <laughs> is um, your boy he is. Man? I He is. Man, I'm telling you. Wow. I think this guy might be the Lafreniere of the tournament.
0: You're shitting <laughs> me. Okay,
1: he's not Lafreniere in that he's going to be produced like Lafreniere, but he definitely has that Quebecois jokester about him. That's Ah. the vibe I get. Like, seeing him in interviews, seeing him on the ice, there is a Quebecois, (laughs) he is the jokester (laughs) in the room. I'm telling you, if if you ask anyone (laughs) who's the jokester in the room, I bet you it's Pelletier. Really? I I think so. And apparently the coaching staff really Mm -hmm. likes him. Mm -hmm. That's why he's even on this team, because he's not really a name brand guy, but he's somehow there. Yeah, uh, and he captained his his QMJHL team, so he's clearly got the character. Um, so he's—I'm really excited to see him play. Um, and he really impressed me tonight. Uh, that third line was good, and then of course the fourth line led by uh, Quentin Byfield, oh, yeah. alongside. Um, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a, a mess at this moment, but tonight it, it looked like it was uh, Zari. And, I mean, who you, who else do you have there? I mean, you you had Suzuki have some reps.
0: Mercer. Mercer had
1: some reps.
0: Mercer was everywhere. I think kinda. we're missing
1: one other guy. Um, Thomas was the healthy scratch, yeah, so he uh, might come yeah. in. I, I don't know. So that's that's about it. And then, of course, on defense, arguably the deepest defense. I mean, oh. Thomas Harley, Bowen Byram, Drysdale, Schneider, uh, Schneider Barron. Oh. Um, I'm missing one more. Uh, Korzak, Korzak, Spence. Spence. Um, I mean, all these guys are, are headline guys. I Aww. mean, I believe like what six of them are like first rounders. I like, Baron's a first rounder, Byram's a first rounder, Drysdale's a first, a uh, first rounder, Harley first, yeah. So there six are are, yeah. So six first rounders, and then Spence and Korzak, <laughs> uh, are as well are there. Those look to be the 7-8 guys, but we don't know. I mean, the way they were going today, it's hard to tell who who's who's going to be out because they all seem to kind of have balanced oh. minutes. Um, and then, of course, goaltending. Uh, Dylan Garand, Taylor Gauthier, Devon Levi. Um, going into this night, I was going to make the bold prediction that Devon Levi was going to be the starter. I was going to say that a week ago. Sure enough, he is the starter. Main reasons he's the starter for me Uh, and listening to all the interviews you know I love my character interviews Mm -hmm. he seemed to show the most character he seemed to speak about the game the best way everything he was saying was gold Like they they, they would ask generic questions like what do you like about the goaltending position what are your strengths and weaknesses what do you think people underestimate about being a goalie everything he said was so on point very smart kid computer science major as we learned tonight Um, and of course he's a young Carey Price Mm. So for all those reasons, I think he takes the ball and I think he runs with it. I would be shocked if any of these other goalies play unless it's a back-to-back. And
0: he looked great tonight. Mm -hmm. He did look great tonight. Um, Well, I got to cut. Let me, again, for the players to watch, I said almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason to watch any of these guys. There's such depth here. Uh, Storylines I'll get into. I got a lot of points here. Uh, the deepest team in decades. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with the statement? Yeah. Like how many Since times? Do a, how many times do you have a second overall pick come to a team mm-hmm. and he's he's slotted on the fourth line? Mm-hmm. Never happens. Mm-hmm. A returnee, Dawson Mercer, is an extra. Mm-hmm. Never, 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 never. Not in a million years. Uh, Kirby, the doctor, Doc, uh, urges Stan Bowman, a legend in the game to let him play in the tournament leadership he cares so much mm-hmm. about this tournament that's why this injury stings so damn much uh that almost never happens where a kid plays a full year in the nhl and then comes back the next year and plays uh, i think the last time that happened was patrice bergeron and also nugent hopkins but only because of the lockout right um another well everyone's beaten the death the storyline of the goalies—I don't even want to get into that. I think Levi's a good choice. I think he's a good goalie from what I saw. He was—he was confident. Uh, a, a, a sound, but I really liked out of him is that he talked to Roberto Luongo, and he got some advice saying, uh, "Pressure is privilege, mm-hmm. and uh, for you to have that enormous pressure as Canada's goalie is uh, just a mon- is just a good thing. It's—it's it's a privilege. Um, huge." Storyline emerging that no one's really talked about is this is this could be the first repeat gold for Canada since the drive for five Mm -hmm. in 2009. So that's been a long time, Nick, since we've repeated golds. Canada went, you know, from oh four 4 to 2009 winning gold every single year. That was the Jordan Eberle big year. And then 2010 was the, the Jordan Eberle crushing John Carlson in overtime year. And we haven't repeated since then. That's a huge storyline here. Um, another big one that I wanted to touch on a lot is the Western Canada kids, the Doc, the Cousins, the Byrams, the Krebs uh, the, of 2019 draft mm-hmm. class versus the NTDB star class. Mm-hmm. This is where these two enigmas clash um, in, in, a, in a tournament where most of those guys are intact minus a Jack Hughes um, and it's going to be a, a great storyline because you look at the top lines, look at the top power plays. You've got, you know, all those Western kids versus all those NTDB kids. And, and the 2019 draft played out perfectly. Mm-hmm. You had all those guys mixed up in like the top 12 draft picks. Um, so who's better, the NTDB class or those Western WHL kids? Uh, we'll see. I mean, Turcotte centering the top mm-hmm. line, uh, Cousins centering this top line. Byram on this side, York on the, the other power side. Play. Yeah, yeah. Doc versus Turcotte, who who got drafted uh, just shortly after. Like it was you who noticed that four of their
1: five guys on their first power play are all yeah. WHL enigmas. Yeah. So uh, I guess this, you know, our boy Caillou behind the bench, yeah, is really focusing on chemistry, exactly, and, and instead
0: of name brand,
1: you know, yeah. So. I mean, it can't blame them, and they looked pretty sharp, if you ask me, tonight.
0: That's a great point. Uh, they looked good on on the on the power play, though. I will say, because of how they play and where they play, Canada, though they have the top like top of the class in terms of talent level, they didn't have that same tic tac toe chemistry that the USA had because these guys have played full NTDP seasons together, where you know, they play every game of the regular season together because that's how that program is structured. Um, If there's anything I saw today, it's that tons of skill, though it was missing the mark a lot. Like, there was a lot of broken plays. There was a lot of this and that. Um, Does Canada have the time? Do they have the teams to gain that chemistry? I'm not sure. USA is going to be battle-tested. They're going to be Russia. They're going to be Sweden. They're going to be this and that. Canada's going to have, like, a, an average Finland team and then three duds. Yeah. Like, you got to hope that they can piece it together in time. Um, they've got all the tools to do it, as we know, but I don't want to get to the semifinals and face a juggernaut team and then, boom, you get shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, we're already seeing Kirby Doc <laughs> is coming from the NHL. He had a great year, and he's kind of testing out what... Can I do at this level? And he's realizing, like, I can't do everything. You know, we we saw him hold on to the puck too much. We saw him try to do too much. He lost the puck a couple of times. Like, you're gonna need a lot. It's gonna take a lot to win this tournament. Doesn't matter your 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 history, your talent level. Like, there's a lot to go into this. And I mean, I, I thought I still think they're gonna win every game, gonna go undefeated, like Button says. Um, but. There's a lot of challenge in this, too. And chemistry will be the number one challenge to me. It
2: not,
0: will be, Not yeah. goaltending. Not goaltending. That that storyline is overplayed. It's overplayed. I like that. Based on what I saw out
1: of the Levi. I mean, I, I, I do I do like that sentiment. I share that sentiment. Um, no, and, and like I said, I, I think the number one line, like the line that will leave this tournament the best line, will be Dylan Holloway, Alex Newhook and Jacob Batelier. I really I that that line seems special to me. Something I just smell something emanating out of there, a stench. <laughs> and I and I and I think they're going to be the best. I really do. Uh and they may not have the name brand. They may not have the name brand cuz a lot of guys don't know Newhook cuz he's been sheltered in college. Right. And and my boy Holloway has been sheltered as well in college. And this Pelletier guy, I didn't know until 7 days ago. But yeah. just reading and seeing some of these guys, seeing what they're all about, seeing the way they clicked at camp, mm-hmm. I really think that's going to be the line that carries them. And then, of course, uh, in a shootout, look out for guys like Cole Perfetti, mm-hmm. who had a show in the uh, Helinka Gretzky. Oh. Um, apparently, Jack Quinn was really great in the shootout in the camp, so sure. he should be a shooter. Sure. And then uh, Connor McMichael apparently can really rip it. Sure. So those are three guys just in a shootout format. I could see really uh, paying dividends. So look out for those guys.
0: Um, I want to start a new segment in this show. Wow, bold! Yeah, bold. I, wa- I want to start a segment called Costumes Coaching Corner. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. So what's this? Sh- what's this segment? Basically, I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. a
0: coaching question. Kay. What you would do? Okay. And, uh, and 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 we'll hear what you would do. Okay, I like I, this. I'd take as much time as you want to really think about what you choose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Canada, USA in the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, wow, so, bold. Yeah, wow, well, come on, <laughs> it's not that, not that out of, out of this realm. Okay, so you've got obviously your top lines. You've got your shut apparent shutdown lines. Yeah. Uh Both on forward and defense. Sure. Um. USA stacks a line of. Turcotte, Zagrass, and Caulfield. Okay? What? How do you play yeah. that line? Yeah. Do you play it, I'm going to go head yeah. butt up against you, Doc, Cousins, yeah, yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah, whoever yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Or, Newhook, uh, Holloway, Peltier, uh, same on defense. Do you play a Schneider, Harley, shutdown kind of group? Uh, or do you play Byram, Drysdale, we're going to take it to you kind uh, of group? I've been turning this over in my head and I think I have my kind of answer uh-huh. but I just that and, and keep in mind the depth like if if you're not playing uh-huh. the top line here you're playing them somewhere else. Uh-huh. It's it's a it's a tough challenge but I want to hear your thought on it.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I feel like I feel yeah, and I've wrestled like you just said you've been wrestling with this for weeks. I just wrestled it in my mind, like I was leaning one way and now I'm leaning the other way. So here's what I would do. You mentioned that arguably U.S. has more skill than Canada, right? So if that's the reality, and those three guys you mentioned are aligned, arguably they're three most skilled <clears> players. I would probably opt to put the more defensively minded. Uh, Hard-nosed guys with them, because I don't think it would be prudent to trade chances with that line. Mm -hmm. Yes, my initial reaction was, I want to be aggressive. Aggressive hockey, new-age hockey, Mm -hmm. play up, puck possession, let's go, boys. But... That sounds a lot like trading chances. And if I put Kirby Doc's line against their line and try to do that, and I have Borum, Byram and Drysdale jumping up in the play, maybe making a mishap, and then having Zegris and Caulfield coming in on a two-on-one, and then Caulfield lighting me up, I just see that happening, and I can't have that happen. So I will put my hard-nosed guys, my number one grinders, make little Cole's life a living fucking like uh, of <clears throat> misery, have Schneider fucking bump him, <laughs> make his life miserable. Have Pelletier chirping them at every instant, mm. getting in their face, just totally getting them off their keels. And then I'll have my Kirby Dock line go against, you know, Hot and those scrubs and and pick up the points there. So that's what I would do. I would mm. have my most defensively sound line against them, make their life a, mi- a living misery, get stuff, hand you know, put my face... Fi- Hand like put my you know, hit the hand in their face. Like just fuck them up. And and, and that's how I would go about playing that top line. Cause they you don't want to make them comfy. If you if you're trading chances with them, you're making them too comfy. Zegra should have no room. That guy should have no room,
0: stable him to the boards and kick his rear end in. I love that. I, I think that's perfect. Like and, and you know what before you said that I was kinda leaning Yeah, because obviously the other perspective is I'm confident in my top guys. I want those guys to maybe cancel out and lean on my depth. But you think of the guys that you have on your shutdown line, Holloway's a thorn in your side. Pelletier's a thorn in your side. Newhook can back check speed, yeah, (laughs) like you wouldn't believe. Schneider is a fucking the most physical defenseman in maybe the tournament. And then, pl- like, I don't know who your f- like your the other long reach guy. of
1: like a ghoulie or someone like sure. just getting yeah or, or yeah. A, a,
0: a solid like poised guy like a Harley mm-hmm. who's who's been sure. in the bubble yeah like how can you possibly break through that you know and 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 a guy like Zagras the short tempered Zagras who or who Caulfield. who dives you know and, and Caulfield and and Caulfield you know he's a smaller guy he relies on his skating you're not out skating a uh, 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 a new hook a holloway yeah you know like it, it's it, it's a good recipe That's for what success they do. I, I really think that they've built that line for that line I like that. which is just makes me feel a little safer mm-hmm. you know i would agree i like and that. let's hope caillou thinks the same way we'll see We'll see. Because he may not. He may not. He may mm. be like, oh, top line on top line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any elite
0: shit. Yeah. And you're only going to get
1: one chance because you're only going to play them in a medal round game. So don't fuck and it hey, up.
0: Y- even if that means playing the new hook line more than the dock line, you do it, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for you sure. Do it. Yeah, you match them minute for minute. You do This it. is matchup hockey. Right. Big boy hockey.
0: Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree.
1: Okay. Okay. Well uh, with that said I mean it obviously segues to our final segment which is your podium. I mean who who, who do you got? I mean it's no surprise you have Canada going undefeated for the first time since 05 is that right?
0: I don't know. I don't know when the last time. I think I think was. that was it. Yeah, you might be right. I think
1: I think that's Cause right. Cuz none of those Eberly years, yeah, they were great years, but I don't think they went undefeated. Right. You know?
0: And they certainly didn't yeah. go undefeated in 2015 yeah. or or last year. Yeah. So. so
1: is that... You asking me that question. Is that basically you foreshadowing the final? Do you have a Canada-US... 120%. January 5th gold medal? Okay. There's wow.
0: no other way this could go down. Okay. No other way. Unless a USA choke happens, which I don't see happening. Mm. I'm sorry. There's too much on the line for them. Mm. There's too much embarrassment on the line.
1: Mm. Okay. I Yeah. I mean, I, I would probably... I like... I don't – so, again, I don't like Finland. I don't have them in my four. I have them slightly dropping out just because on paper they're not as talented. I don't like Sweden because they've lost their coach. I think that means a lot to them. Mm. Um, and I just don't think – I think they're going to be missing something. And they had some guys test positive, like the quarantining. Like, it's just been a little shaky there. They never had, they didn't have a prelim game.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, no,
1: I, no. I just – I don't I don't know. And and I don't think they have enough fire pounder. I don't like the depth down the middle. Mm -hmm. And it it really makes me uneasy. So I have Russia, U.S., Canada in the podium. And, I mean, I like Russia because the chemistry, the intangibles, the professor. Uh, I like U.S. because of those dynamics you mentioned. That being said, they've had a lot of omissions. Nick Robertson, Alex Vlasic, you know, Bordelow, all those guys we mentioned. Yeah. And I love Canada because I think, I mean, I I almost feel biased because, like, when I say I love them for their character, it's because I know they have the character. I don't know much about the intangibles of the other teams, you know? So it's a little biased in that respect. But they have so much experience. They have six guys, seven guys from last year coming back. That team was such a juggernaut last year. Um, The lines, top to bottom, I've never seen so elite. Yeah, we've been talking so long about how good this 2020 draft class was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. This is pretty much the epitome of it, right? Like, if you liked that 2020 draft class, you gotta like this Team Canada because so much of this team is composed of that class. So, without a doubt, I have Canada playing in my gold medal game, mm-hmm. and then my opponent in their gold medal game, I'm gonna go with Team Russia. Oh, because because I think they always fool me, those Russians. They always give no effort in the round robins or the prelims, and in the medal games, they turn on another fucking level. They flip a switch right. and something clicks. They always fool me. They right. always do. Ever since I was a kid watching this tournament, they've always surprised me. So I think that chemistry, that tournament they won in November, I think it's going to pay dividends. <coughs> I think US, they're going to run into some bullshit. Character is going to kick them in the rear end again. And I have the Russians playing Canada in the gold medal game. Igor Lirianov against Caillou <laughs> and Woo! and ah. at the end of the day Caillou will host hoist the <laughs> double IHF Cup so I'm going with Team Canada winning the tournament not saying they're gonna go undefeated I'm not going that bold you know I never want to put that much pressure on kids so young the Craig button anything auto. can happen yeah exactly but uh, but I've Canada rushing to the finals and i'll have uh just I, i'll have canada winning the tournament there. So, so there you go.
0: Yeah, that's that's very fair, i think. And uh you know my top, you know, my gold medal game is between USA and Canada. And no surprise, i'll i'll do that first because it's 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 an easy one for me. Uh i'm going to go Canada. I, I, you already mentioned i said they would go undefeated. Uh, mostly for that depth, that depth uh Factor we're talking about. We talked about the shutdown line, which is great. They've got all that going for them. I, I don't think Spencer Knight is is the legitimate steel steal a tournament goalie at this time. He looks shaky as frig. I think Devin Levi is is a non-factor, which is perfect. All he needs to be is a non-storyline, and that's all he needs to be. And then Canada's defense and Canada's depth forwards and. Top forwards will do it all from there. That's great. Uh, USA has got the firepower to get to the gold medal. Bar none. Um, now, who comes third? Who's my bronze? Now, surprisingly, I'll have Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, why? couple reasons. First, ironclad defense. Mm-hmm. Defense wins championships, as they always say. Mm-hmm. Um, second, Top line forwards. Uh we've got the Terror twins who could do terrible damage power on the play. power play. Uh third. Yes, for Wallstat. Igor, wall Igor Lariana. Uh, what? Why is he here? Nick. Igor Lariana? Because he wants his own name in the damn spotlight once again. Uh I think this guy is gonna make it all about his uh, his <laughs> fucking nostalgia fucking Russian five. Guys. We have to play like this. We have to pass like this. And the Russian players are like, fuck, man, that doesn't work anymore, my friend. And yet they have to listen to him. And this guy wants Uh, to bring his old school techniques. I mean, you're underestimating this man. His old school techniques to this goddamn Russian team. And I think it's going to bite them. And then their lack of top end forwards are going to bite them as well. So for that reason, they will lose to Sweden. And Sweden will move right along. Russia will cry. Askarov will, will go as a bust in the NHL for Ooh. life. Ooh. And uh, that's how the tournament will shake out. Wow.
1: They'll go out with a whimper, eh?
0: With a whimper. And then, yeah. I mean, come on. you Like, <sighs> Lucas Raymond, Alexander Holtz, they've had such an illustrious international career. They can't not medal, mm-hmm. right? They can't not medal. You're going to give it to Rodion Amirov? This guy hasn't earned shit. <laughs> Not shit. And Askarov's already won his hardware. So there we go.
1: I mean it's conceivable. It's definitely conceivable given I only have those f- that tier of four. So again, it's very similar, like you're 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 I mean you're 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 really debating about nothing at that point. Is it Russia? Is it Sweden for the bronze? Is it US uh but yeah, okay. So you know, we got you, a subtle difference.
0: You know what I'm dying to see? Mm-hmm. USA Russia.
1: Yeah, that yeah, to me will Christmas, tell me yeah. everything.
0: That will tell me everything. It won't,
1: though. It will. It won't. It will. Because Russia doesn't try in preliminary <laughs> games.
0: <laughs> You're fucked.
1: They don't. <laughs> you are fucked. They really don't, Come man. On. We've seen this. We have seen Come this on. so many times. That will tell me so sneaky. much. They're so, sneaky. They are sneaky. Do not underestimate these Russians. Uh, uh,
0: if I'm making a prediction, I think USA might blow Russia out <laughs> in that game. The
1: first game, eh? like okay. five nothing. Okay. I'm
0: excited. 5-3. Okay. 5-3. Calling it right now.
1: 5-2. Okay. 5-2 final. Gotcha. Done. I I hey, US maybe we'll win that game. I'm just saying it won't decide the tournament. There'll be a lot of hockey to be played. Um Can I wrap it up? Okay. So yeah, he's heading out. So without further ado, we're going to end things here. We've been running out about an hour and a half. Um, we thank you all for tuning in for this inaugural episode. We're happy to be bringing you a third season. We happened to get the funding. We happened to get the support. The producers signed off on it. And so we, we, we hope you enjoyed this first edition. And there'll be a lot more fun to come. I mean, uh, you know, in a couple weeks, we'll be wrapping up this tournament and, and looking anew to a, a new NHL season. Um, very exciting stuff. What's going on in our fantasy league? What's going on with the new divisions? Well, what are Joe and Michael saying? I mean, they'll have opinions about what's going to happen this season. I mean, lots of things to look into. And the coverage is only going to get better from here on out. So we'll have a loaded show next next episode. Uh, a recap of, of the World Juniors. A preview of the NHL. So we implore you to tune into then and uh until then we wish you all a merry christmas happy holidays happy new year it's been a hell of a year not in a great way but you know hopefully we can look anew to a new year and uh and 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 this show can you know uh you know help out in some kind of respect and, and make your new year better so um with that said we wrap this up any parting words kyle go canada Go Canada. So uh, with that said, we wish you all goodbye. And until next time, Rink Moose is signing off.